Men in power are working overtime to control women's bodies, lives, and futures. Hello, good morning. Abortion access, freedom from sexual violence, and economic security are key to building a world where all women can thrive. The National Alliance to End Sexual Violence and the National Partnership for Women and Families are standing together to take power back. Learn more at nationalpartnership.org slash stand together. Everyone wants more money and everyone wants to make a difference. With Aspiration, a financial partner that puts you, your conscience, and the planet first, anything is possible. Enjoy a 2% annual percentage yield, zero ATM fees, and the option to choose your own monthly fee, even if it's zero. Plus, you rest easy knowing your deposits won't fund the oil pipelines or drilling that harms our planet. Download the Aspiration app to open an account today. Save money, save the world. That was dedicated. That was dedicated to your glasses. No, it's not necessary at all. Mm. How many times have you seen these glasses? I don't know. When did, when did they inspire so song? Welcome. Tonight. Either way. Praise the Lord, niggas. On tonight. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to uh, Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we're back to talk about the scam that is adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes. Of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord 2019. Mm. That part. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm I'm just pushing right on through. How are you? <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know, nothing, nothing really um in the way of complaints outside of no. you know, just same old same. Just grateful to be alive. And that's really it. Grateful for perspective. You know, you got to put things in perspective, but we'll talk about that around the kitchen table. Yes, we will. How was your week? Anything notable? I can't say that there's been anything notable. We're grateful for every week that we make it through with our edges. You know, we're just grateful. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't say I can't think of anything that that really stands out. Um, Yeah. I've had a, a good week. Was it's been productive, and I even managed to get a little rest. Of course, I felt guilty for it, but you know, baby steps. Decided to just kind of like roll with things as they come and just be out yes. here. Yes, that's right, sis. I'm proud of you for that. That makes me happy. Well, I guess uh, with that being said, we can just swiftly move through this show. You didn't tell me how <laughs> your week was, though. Oh. Let's. How was my week? What was my week? Did I tell you Noah was in her first production last week? No, but you did send me pictures. I did, and Noah was. She was in news. She was a newsie, so she did all the choreography. She was one of the youngest. It was two of the youngest in the production, um, and went through to the high school students. So I was so proud of her. She knew all the choreography. She did her little thing up there, <laughs> um, you know, just momming out and all of that. I love you know, it. still looking up 
like real crazy, like who gave me a kid? But <laughs> here we are. You know, every time I, I I complete a new step, I'm like, damn, I really do got a kid. And then we just have to move right on to the next thing. But outside of that, you know, just doing a lot of planning, um, busy season is approaching, mucosa season's approaching, along with a lot of other fun stuff. So that's really been what it what it's been. It's been a productive week, like you said, and just grateful, grateful to be able to open my eyes every single day and grateful for the people in my life. Just grateful. But like you said, we'll talk about that. Show your right. Well, let's get on to these little basuras. Okie dokes. Let's do it fast, fast. All right. So it's time to trash. First and foremost, and I'm so sorry, you know, did you watch a game of Thrones? Did, did, did watch them Thrones. Okay, so Game of Thrones is back. <laughs> <laughs> them Thrones. Game of them, them Thrones is back. And, um, you know, I, I saw, you know, there are tons of memes and all types of things oh, yes. about Game of Thrones. And I think one of the most popular ones that I'm seeing right now are either I'm in the 1% of pe- people who don't watch Game of Thrones in the world or uh, what's the other one I saw? There's two types of people. Those who watch games of those who don't watch games of thrones. I mean, I was late to the Game of Thrones party, but now that I'm here, Same. I am thoroughly invested. Um, I will say I didn't I mean, I have seen a lot of memes, but I think my favorite Game of Thrones related uh artifact from the Twitter from the internet from last night was Kev on stage said that uh <laughs> Cersei really tried to order up some elephants on the postmates. <laughs> Man, when I tell you, I have really thoroughly laughed at that. My favorite meme, the ones that I just said are just like the most relatable, but my favorite meme so far (laughs) is Michael Jackson, like sitting up in a tree looking down and it's like brand all season. (laughs) Uh And somebody on Twitter said they was, they didn't know that Winterfell was um, ADA compliant because... (laughs) He just seems to get around, doesn't he? Just to be around and around, just <laughs> up the stairs, down the stairs, just hey. I love it. Out here. That's right. It's an inclusive show. I love it. <laughs> so, um, you know, you know, I, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, it's fine. I'm not getting ready to shame nobody because it took me a long it did. time. I thought it was a cult at first. But <laughs> I have to say, just in the way of someone who uh has like a relationship with words, I love writing, I love stories and storytelling. Mm-hmm. I am really captivated by the level of depth and complexity that is in these storylines. Like this is how like I feel like real TV used to be back in the day where there was just so much happening yes. and it's just awesome yes. to see how things um um come together and like all the metaphor and all that. It's just like super dope to me. I feel like you can't be lazy and watch Game of Thrones. You got to think. Oh, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. And like, I don't and know. you got to remember things from seasons. Absolutely. <laughs> because I have totally, it's almost like 
a scandal back in the day where you feel like I literally could have taken notes because I feel like I need to go back and refresh myself around I certain totally things. I totally missed the scandal bus. I, I missed that bus. Oh, no, I don't understand. But either way, yeah. I just feel like all of the moving pieces of the story, mm-hmm. you know, made me want to go back to prior seasons and kind of figure out, okay, let me refresh myself on this beef. Um, or let me see what's, mm, well, let me, let me dig a little deeper into what that, that read was. Like, you know, like the girls, the girls had lots of things like quick little one-liners and it's like oh there's something behind that I've got to get to the bottom of that and I remember it a little bit but I need to go back and kind of refresh myself so I like that kind of tv my kind of carrying on I really like pardon me while I while I fantasy nerd out for a second (laughs) because you know I know Kia is our is our is our resident geek however oh my goodness Actually, you're a resident nerd. I am our resident <laughs> because your girl loves fantasy, um, which is why I'm surprised it took me so long to get to the Game of Thrones party. But, you know, here we are. I told you I read American Gods three times <laughs> and Game of Thrones is what I wish American Gods was like. I enjoy American Gods, the show. Um and I have said, I you know, normally I don't like books that I enjoy to be turned into TV shows or movies mm-hmm. because they don't do them justice. I have to say the cinematography and just the visuals of American Gods are beautiful and they match up to the book. However, the storytelling, because Neil Gaiman is a storyteller, well, he don't always bring it home in the end, but he's a storyteller. And... <clears throat> He's so detailed in his storytelling and Game of Thrones is everything that I wish they would have done with American guys and turned into a TV show. Nigga, that shit could have been so good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes, you have. I mean, you can still get into it. Like, you know, the season just started. I was very disappointed. I thought the first episode was going to be an hour and a half, two hours. It was not. Apparently that's coming in the third episode. I mean, and I heard or I saw on Twitter, evidently um, this season is only like six episodes long or something ridiculous Seven, like that. I think. Yeah. I got a problem. I'm like, we have waited a year or better. Well, so it's seven. I think it's seven episodes. And after that's like the third episode on, they're supposed the episodes are supposed to get longer. Okay. So, you know, I guess we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But um, they have a whole lot to wrap up in this end. So they have a lot to wrap up. So I cannot wait. And I'm very excited. And you can tune right on into that HBO app and get yourself caught up. Do 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 a couple good weeks of binge watching and you, too, can catch up to Game of Thrones. True. But Trons. What do we have next on the? Oh, okay. So we want to send all of our love um, to Paris, our 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 family in Paris. Um, if we have any listeners out there, uh, we want to want to keep them in our prayers at, because the Notre Dame Cathedral, um, like it it was up in flames earlier today. I'm not sure. I haven't read any any recent reports as to where the fire came from. Right. Um, but we do know that that is a historical, historical building. I want to say uh, off the top of my head, so don't quote me, it was built in either like 1193 or 1163 or something like that. Yikes. So it is it is, you know, just a a, a huge like, you know, a. It's just it's historical. It's a historical building. It's very historical. Built in eleven anything and still surviving. And so um 
we know that that, you know, this could be a, a huge loss for those over in that community. And so we want to make sure that we send our condolences and our prayers um, over to Paris. Absolutely. And Donald Trump can just shut the fuck up every day. Um, God, and the, ooh, he just says some stupid, stupid shit every day. Stupid. So your girl, Kim K. I never thought I'd see the day where Kim Kardashian made more sense than Kanye West, but here we uh, are. The time, the times time. of the end. What a time. Uh, <laughs> this is a sign of the times. She is studying to be an attorney. So, okay, I'm going to let you finish. Mm-mm, no, 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 please. I just have questions. Ask. I don't know if I have the answers, I, but I sure will make them up. So, like... <laughs> I just had not been made aware. I mean, I understand that whiteness and wealth together, a lethal combination make, right? So, and, and that's, just a, that's just a perspective that I will never, ever have. Um, that the combination of white, both whiteness and wealth, wealth operating in my life at the same time. But I, I just wasn't aware that you could just pick up a law degree like on the side or like, I feel like if, if Kim Kardashian studied for the bar and got it, I mean, studied, took the LSAT and got accepted into law school and was studying to be a, a lawyer. Right. I feel like, you know, if, if that was actually the case, we would have been privy to this, you know, bef- before now. Mm -hmm. Um, it would have been somebody in her law school classes would have said oh Kim Kardashian's in my class like I don't like I'm just and I'm not saying I don't believe it I'm just saying it just doesn't add up as far as what I know about earning a terminal degree (laughs) in this country Mm -hmm. I had uh, no I mean I didn't is it like online is somebody coming to the house like how is this functioning working and I wonder what has as she's shared what she will be doing with said law degree has this been inspired by her recent work in terms of um you know pardoning and and you know her advocacy for um folks who have you know been um either wrongfully accused or or abused by the criminal justice or 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 prison system um, complex or whatever, but child, I just, I feel like I need more information. Um, so I, I believe that this is inspired by her, I guess, um, prison reform work moment. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, work oh. is really, really a tricky word. That's why that's it. <laughs> Hence the very strong question mark, because I know that ain't the right word. I want, I didn't want to be super disrespectful, but what came to mind first was stint. You know what I'm saying? Because when you do something one time, like, <laughs> but <clears throat> so here's what she posted on her, um, through her, her, this is what she posted on her social. This is her news, her outlet. Excuse me. Last year, I registered with the California State Bar to study law. For the next four years, a minimum of 18 hours a week is required. I will take written and multiple choice tests monthly. As my first year is almost coming to an end, I'm preparing for the baby bar. 
a mini version of the bar, which is required when studying law this way. I've seen some comments from people who are saying it's my privilege or my money that got me here, but that's not the case. One person actually said I should stay in my lane. I don't think it was one. I want people to understand that there's nothing that should limit your pursuit or your dreams in the accomplishment of new goals. You can create your own lanes just as I am. The state bar doesn't care who you are. This option is available to anyone whose state allows it. It's true I did not finish college. You need 60 college credits. I had 75 to take part in reading the law, which is an office. Okay, I can't do this voice anymore. Which is in an office law school being apprenticed by lawyers. For anyone assuming this is the easy way out, it's not. My weekends are spent away from my kids while I read and study. I work all day, put my kids to bed, and spend my night studying. Girl, there are times I feel girl, overwhelmed. You and everybody and else. And when I feel like I can't do it, but I get the pep talks I need from the people around me supporting me. I changed my number last year and disconnected from everyone because I've made this strict commitment to follow a dream of mine. It's never too late to follow your dreams. I want to thank Van Jones for believing in me and introducing me to Jessica Jackson. Jessica, along with Aaron Haney, have taken on the role of my mentors, and I am forever grateful to them both for putting so much time with me, believing in me and supporting me through this journey. This week, I have a big torts essay due on negligence. Wish me luck. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, <laughs> this is all news to me. I had no idea that you could could obtain a law degree this way. Um, I feel like it is generous of her sure. to yeah. mm-hmm. I, maybe that's the word. I'm not, I don't know. I think it's a reach for her to say that this is not. Um, mm, this is not something that like to say that her privilege or money has nothing to do with this. I feel like um, privilege and money (laughs) privilege. Like uh, most of us who don't have access to either money or privilege had no, not would have no knowledge that you can uh, meander your way into a law degree this way. Um, but I mean, shout out to her for doing what many of us have done for the majority of our lives in terms of managing work and school and life. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess this is her right to pursue whatever degree she would like to pursue. Um, but again, <laughs> I think I, I just would I would love let me just put do it like this. Those of our listeners, our friends and family and cousins that join us week after week around the kitchen table who actually have a law degree. I would love to hear your thoughts Mm -hmm. about this. Um, I mean, granted, I guess it's none of any of our business. I mean, she can do whatever the crap she wants to do. But I wonder (laughs) what um, I don't know. To me, I think. I don't know. man. If you think of all the people that have spent time and money and resources and energy and have sacrificed to actually take the road most traveled to get to the law degree, I feel like folks would feel a way about her kind of taking the back door. Um, 
Yeah. Like you just take a cup. It's like you, mm, it's like you just take a couple of, you know, and you study for four years and you take these tests and it's like a weekend thing. But I just wonder, I just wonder. So it sounds like law school, homeschool. Yeah. Which I think is really fascinating. Like I didn't realize that Fasc- that was a thing. Fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it's- listen, if this is going to help her like form coherent sentences and not get on my nerves every time she speaks. Listen, live your best. By all means. I mean, get what you need, sis. <laughs> but get what you need, nonsense. Right, nonsense. <laughs> but like, ooh, what a time. What a time. Yeah. Will we mm-hmm. I mean, I mean she done she done got Donald mm-hmm. Trump's attention and, you know, was able to help um a woman who was in prison, you know, wrong. I want to, I don't know the word I'm looking. It's late, but I can't think of the word, but the, um, (laughs) Miss Johnson, the lady that she got, um, Mm -hmm. you know, pardoned for, you know, unreasonable sentencing or what have you. But I think that's great service, but, um, I'm just interested in what I would just love to know more about what Kimberly would seek to do with this law degree I mean I'm all for pursuing your dreams so if that's what she wants have you know it. what in a perfect world maybe she'll shut all of us up self included hope so by using her her status and her voice and her influence for some good since she was you know sucking black culture like a succubus yeah, for I mean, years at least and never maybe saying she'll a learn word. and see the ways <laughs> in which she's been problematic. Maybe Hopefully so. this level of of training and critical thought and discourse will help her <laughs> to really see the ways that she and her family have been taking advantage of hundreds of thousands of people for, for um, possibly, you know, perhaps maybe there you know? is a silver lining. Maybe we all should just be open to the possibilities here. I'm all for that. You know, but honestly, in my like, like in my heart of hearts and, you know, your girl Jade is a good conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I think that she's actually obtaining this law degree so that she can eventually um, get her mother Chris Jenner off for all of the bodies she's collected over oh, the decades. Oh my goodness. Cause that lady ain't right. <laughs> something tells me that she's got like <laughs> 375 niggas buried up under that house that eventually somebody's gonna have to account for. So <laughs> what a theory. What a theory. Dear Lord. <laughs> We shall see. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You do. You, Moving right you along. You are a fantasy geek. <laughs> you just cooked that up. No. It did. Like you just. That, that was a little mix between uh, Buried in the Backyard, Snapped, oh and uh, some book I've read, I'm sure. Help us. <laughs> um, so we know that iconic, uh, iconic venue Webster Hall closed down. Did it? I did ago. not know that. It did. And I thought that it was permanent. Well, apparently it was just a very lengthy renovation because. Oh, yes. I didn't know that it was closed because it's opening back up. Opening back up. And Jay-Z is going to be the one to reopen. Come the on, Webster Hall. Yes. With his B-Sides 2 show. So we know Webster, Webster Hall has like, you know, many rap battles have gone down there. Right. That's what like, I'm saying. This is like vintage New York. 
anybody who knows anybody, like, you know, Webster Hall is like, I mean, arguably it might be the Apollo of like, you know, hip hop downtown. <laughs> so, but it's exciting. So Jay-Z is going to be opening back up with his B-side show. I love it. Um, his initial B-side show took place back in at Terminal 5 back in May of 2015. So now he's doing his B-sides 2 show. And that is uh, opening night is April 26th. So he didn't give much time. Hmm. You know, he's not Beyonce's status, but he didn't give much time. Uh, so niggas can go and, and, and have a blast. So, you know, depending on how much them tickets are, your girl might be in the place because that's something that. to be celebrated. That would be dope. <sighs> okay, so sad news, but happy news, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or it's one of those, you want the good news or the bad news type of situations. Okay. Insecure will be coming back, but not until 2020. Excuse me? Yes. Yep. I'm yep, hurt. We're not getting... I, I too was hurt when I got the, the message. <laughs> oh when my. I got the initial message. Oh my God. So it will be coming back for those who are like looking for it. Like where the fuck is it's supposed to be insecure season, but it's not going to be returning until next year. My chest. Okay. Look at Issa on her like Game of Thrones status. I know, right? Right? Like she's like, oh, excuse me. I have so many things going on right now. You all are going to have to wait another 365 days. That's but you'll be amazing. Is, is more like 385 down, 300, 400 days. I don't, don't know. Just but me. it's fine. We got to use that because you, you see my brain. I know. Is I was seeing you trying to work out this equation. And <laughs> Ooh, it's about to be like that nigga on Dave Chappelle when they the KKK escape <laughs> the Clayton Bixby mm-hmm. and that nigga's head blew up. <laughs> that was about to be me with that math. It is very late. Um, so yes, Insecure is not coming back till 2020. Uh, also, um, it's been, you know, Aretha Franklin, she's passed away. Obviously, we know that. And she's been honored in so many different ways. But USA Today said that they announced that she's going to be awarded the Pulitzer Prize Special Citation. Wow. Yes. Um, The posthumous honor was announced at the 2019 Pulitzer Prizes for arts, drama, and music. And Aretha was named as winner for her indelible contribution to American music and culture for more than five decades. That is via the Shed Room. So, yes, uh, Aretha will be, she will be honored once again, and rightfully so. Um, and then just to close out the trash, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and I also got from the shed room. Uh, there is a man who apparently in Michigan who apparently moved back in with his parents after while he was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is now suing his parents for eighty six thousand dollars in damages. What? Because they threw away his very extensive pornography collection. Jay, don't be in my face with this nonsense. <laughs> so he moved into his parents' house in 2016 while he was going Jesus through his divorce. Christ. And along with his clothing and other necessities, he brought his porn collection, which the courts are stating was worth $29,000. Then he moved to Indiana and left his collection behind. And apparently his parents found it. They mailed all his belongings to him, but they threw out his $30,000 porn collection. <laughs> First of all, I never have to ask why you got divorced if you have a $30,000 porn collection. Like, 
there's so much free porn on the internet. I just don't even understand. Uh, but yeah, so Kirk Franklin is suing his parents for eighty six thousand dollars. You are out of pocket. I'm totally not laughing at that inappropriateness. Oh, lying! I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, he said it. He told us he had a porn problem. So what? I'm supposed to act like I didn't know it? You are supposed to act like you have like scruples, though. I have scruples. Do not. That's not my fault. It is your fault that you do not have scruples, <laughs> but it's fine. Listen, Plies admitted to us that he had a porn problem. Why are we so, talking about porn? <laughs> Why? Just because it's fun. Okay. Well, that'll wrap up the trash anyway. Let's shout. <laughs> let's do some positivity now. Oh my God. <laughs> what on earth? Let's do some positivity. You see, I was frustrated trying to zip up my pouch. <laughs> you was like flustered. It's like you're like porn. Like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> my sister's popping right now. Like here, it's time to shout out some sisters today. So we have uh, a listener shout out, and then we also have another shout out. <clears throat> Let's go with the listener first. It says, what up, Kia? Hey, Jay. Hey. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him. Praise him. Y'all are my faves. I look forward to a new episode every week. And last week's episode about siblings is what reminded me to write you all about my sister. Hey. So this is this is exactly why I wanted to do the shout out because of last week. My name is Jennifer. And five years ago, my sister Epsi lost her fiance Draper. Oh, no. Espy, excuse me. That was the hardest thing she ever had to go through. She started searching for and attending grief support groups to help her on her journey. And she quickly observed that not only was she the youngest person in all these groups, but she all she was always the only black woman. So she decided to start her own group called Where Do Black Women Go to Grieve? Mm. She knew she would need some help from a professional. So she reached out to Patrice M. Lucas, MSLLPC of Coffee with the Counselor, and she became the resident counselor for all their meetings. <clears throat> Today, April 15th, they're actually celebrating their three year anniversary. Over the past three years, my sister has literally used her pain to help other black women that are walking the same or a similar road. She's also attended multiple trainings, conferences, and classes to further educate herself on grief work so that she can really be a resource to the ladies that come to her group. Because of that, she is also a grief recovery specialist. There have been instances where people have questioned her on why this group is only for black women, and she continues to stand strong in her purpose right. and not let that sway her. I watched her go through the whole process with losing Draper and it was rough and I'm just so proud of her. She truly has a heart of gold. So shout out to my sister Espy. I love you so much. And shout out to Patrice too. Where do black women go to grief meets every first and third Monday at Sweet Potato Sensations, our family bakery. Oh, shout out to you guys mm -hmm. in Detroit, Michigan from 6 to 8 p.m. That's amazing. You can find her on her Facebook page, Good Grief Detroit, or you can contact her S.B. Thomas at goodgriefdetroit at gmail.com. I love it. <clears throat> so shout out to S.B., shout out to Patrice, and shout out to you, Jennifer, for writing in. This is beautiful. I thought this was an amazing thing to share. Most definitely. Um, and we'll be sure to put the, the Facebook link as well as the email um, in the meetup times in the description box. Uh, but shout out to you guys. Keep going because this is such such amazing work. And I just love that you guys are diligent mm -hmm. and you and you know exactly what your purpose is and you're not letting anybody's opinion because you already know people are going to come and call you racist. All well, yeah, I think that that's so that's so critical. I, I, too, want to 
encourage you and thank you for prioritizing the needs of black women. I think Mm. this is something that I never, ever thought that I would have to defend as much as I have or I do in terms of both my my professional work, like, you know, in terms of writing and researching and doing work that's committed to um, examining and uh, telling, examining, exploring and telling the stories of the lives and lived experiences of black women. But also with like Team Typing Fast, I get all kinds of emails and, and comments and people want to know why it's limited or whether or not it's limited. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there are so many ways um, that black women and women of color have been excluded from the conversation, our perspectives and unique needs are never acknowledged or prioritized. So we have been diligent around creating spaces for ourselves. Um, and we should not have to then like, like it's okay for us to have those sacred spaces that are just for us. Um, because, everybody deserves to have a space where they don't feel like an outsider. And that's especially essential when you're going through something as uh, heavy and complicated and personal as a grief process. So I think that this is like one of the most amazing things that I've ever heard. And um, (laughs) I wish that there were spaces like these, these spaces um, and groups like these groups, like, all over the country. I think the women um, of Detroit and the surrounding areas definitely have a gem in the work that SB is doing with Patrice. Yes. Um, and I just, I just couldn't love it anymore. So congrats to you all for, for three years um, doing this work and I wish you continued success, yo. Yes, absolutely. It's amazing work. Um, and we have one more shout out. We got prom, graduation, and wedding season approaching very quickly. It's springtime, uh, and y'all. so it's springtime. So you know what I'm saying. The sundresses are coming out. You know what I'm saying. Everybody should start ready to show off their cleavage. You want to highlight that sometimes. More the like their own. And and we. <laughs> And we want to shout out a sister that we've shouted out before, Nikki or Nick of NL Makeup in Houston, Texas. Um, She does Crystal's face for all of the all of the anniversary live shows that you see and also uh, for the Emmys. And she she did my sister's face for her wedding. She's just super, super talented. Um, And. You should hit her up if you're in the Houston area and you're looking for a makeup artist for your events coming up for wedding season, for prom season, for whatever season, if I feel beautiful and I just feel like getting my face mm-hmm. beat season, hit up Nikki of NL Makeup and we will also put her information in the description box. Absolutely. Nikki's a genius. Your face, you and your face will thank us when she does your makeup. As you start getting ready for summer, there's a better choice for those hot, sweaty days. Aluminum-free coconut deodorant from Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's vegan and doesn't contain silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. It keeps you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. It's great if you've got sensitive skin. If you're looking for a deodorant with a subtle scent 
or if you just don't want a bunch of questionable ingredients on your body. Plus, it goes on smooth and doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue on your good black clothes. The original scent smells like sweet coconut milk. There's also a fragrance-free version and two new scents, beach and gardenia. You never have to worry about running out of deodorant because Kapari offers a subscription. You can get it automatically shipped to the house for free. And with the money back guarantee, there's no reason not to try. So I've been using Kapari for a couple of months now. I love walking around smelling like um, coconut milk. It is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I smell like, you know, um, uh, Oahu in the summertime. It is beautiful. <laughs> I just, you know, people I just love, what are you wearing? And they think that I'm wearing some fancy, expensive um, perfume. And I'm like, no girl, them, them just my pits. Just my armpits, girl, smelling like everything. So go to KapariBeauty.com. I think um, I love the original scent the best, the one that smells like coconut milk. I haven't tried mm-hmm. Gardenia, um, but I like that fl- that floral scent. And I'm not really a floral girl, but I'm looking forward to trying that one as well. So again, go to KapariBeauty.com slash grown to save five whole American dollars off your first deodorant order when you subscribe. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I Beauty.com. Kaparibeauty.com slash grown. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes and fresh pre-measured ingredients delivered to your door. All meals come together in 30 minutes max, call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. That is my kind of weeknight. Plus, with three plans to choose from, including classic veggie and family, there's something for everyone. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone. So let me tell you all that I recently made a maple and mustard glazed pork chop Mm. with cinnamon, sweet potatoes and green beans. Let me tell you about how it was everything. I thought that I came up with this recipe. You would have just thought I went to the store and I thumped this up and I went and I did everything myself. No, this was HelloFresh. Everything is prepackaged. It is the exact amount of ingredients that I need. So there's no excess. There's no waste. Nothing's going bad. And I had food left over for lunch and the family enjoyed it. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Grown80 and enter the code Grown80. That's HelloFresh.com slash Grown80 and enter the code Grown80 for $20 off your first four boxes. Okay, so it's time to gather around the kitchen table once again um, for... Um, a conversation about gratitude. We did we did a show about gratitude early um, in our podcast life and history. It was <laughs> one of our earlier shows where we talked about um, how it's important and how how gratitude is essential um, to uh, keeping the right perspective and remaining open and and um, just kind of keeping the right kind of thoughts. Uh, in your thinker um, as you navigate the different challenges of being an adult. So we thought that for the good of the order, it may be wise to revisit that because as we're headed into um, the second quarter of the year and dealing with different challenges um, as they come, everybody just getting over tax season, whatever that means for you um, and just kind of headed into the summer um, or spring and summer months. Um, 
moving towards whatever goals you set for yourself this year. Sometimes it can get to be a little heavy, especially when things get busy, especially when things may not may or may not be going according to plan. But I have found that, you know, when I when um, I tend to be stressed or feeling pulled um, in different directions or overwhelmed, one of the things that have been helpful to me um, in kind of regaining composure about uh, my circumstance or situation is to just have um, the practice of cultivating the practice of being grateful. Mm. Um, so I thought we could just talk about some things that we're grateful for. I don't know if you want to do three things, five things, however you want to do it, but just kind of get in a conversation about just what are some things that we're grateful for? We could complain, but we won't. We're going to be grateful. Okay. Oh, okay. Starting off with something that I could complain about, but I'll be grateful for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Happened today, actually. So, you know, um, left the crib, had to really be out by a certain time because Noah spent the night at Nana's last night um, so that mom and dad could watch Game of Thrones in <laughs> peace. <laughs> so I went around the corner to go pick her up before school. And my pants ripped a little bit as I got in the car. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, I don't have time to run back upstairs and change my pants. I got to keep it pushing. So I go pick her up and I get out of the car to go pick her up. Now, I don't know what's going on with these pants. Like, I don't I have worn them. They are one of my favorite pairs of pants. And for whatever reason, these bitches just gave up today. <laughs> get out of the car to go get her. They keep ripping. I was like, no. So at this point, I feel like a light breeze on my right underneath my right ass cheek. Oh. So I was like, all right. Getting on the car. I'm like, I have to, I have to deal with this later. Like I literally, I'm in a car, I'm driving. There's nothing I can do about this right at the second. I just know that I don't have time to go change these pants right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm racing to get her to school. I got to get to work. Cause I have a client coming in. <clears throat> pants keep ripping, son. They just keep fucking ripping. <laughs> But I am just grateful (laughs) that I had a jacket (laughs) that was light enough to tie around my waist (laughs) because by the end of the day, my whole ass was out. Mm -hmm. Like the whole, I mean, I had drawers on, but you know, the whole like ass to like, you know, right up under my cheeks was out. But I had a jacket to tie around and cover that. Thank God. So I was able to go the majority of the day assless, (laughs) but nobody knew it but me. (laughs) And I'm grateful that that happened the way that it did. You always have what you need when you need it. That's it. What about you? What a blessing. (laughs) Um, I am grateful for... um, I feel like I am developing the muscles and the skills to kind of manage my anxiety and the things that stress me out. When I feel like I'm getting triggered or having an emotional response to something, Mm -hmm. it's not um, as... um, Devastating. Right. It's not as... as, um, Yeah, it's not as devastating. It's not as... um, long term or like I feel like I'm mm-hmm. recovering quick 
quicker um, mm-hmm. these days and able to just kind of settle myself down, allowing myself to have whatever response I have, but not really staying there for long periods of time. And I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm busy and busy is a blessing for many reasons, right? Because it's like, you know, you just have lots of things to do. Um, But in that, I'm learning how to manage myself better. And that's something I've been praying for, asking God to help me do, because I feel like when we pray for things, um, we don't necessarily know. We talked about this on the readiness episode, but like we don't necessarily know or have a, a concept or understanding of all that comes with what we pray for. Um, and I think that one of the things that God has been showing me is that in his grace, when he gives you things that you ask for in that grace is oftentimes space for us to kind of adjust to the blessing. And I think I'm learning um, and gaining perspective of what I need to to learn and unlearn and how I need to grow in order to be able to manage the things that I have asked God to do in my life. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I am all the things that I've, I'm seeking him to do in terms of like purpose work and professional work and kind of being out here doing this work in the times where I'm feeling stretched and overwhelmed, I'm gaining the perspective that helps me to know that even in my crazy or what feels like crazy, I am developing the muscles and the skills to be able to better manage these things. Um, And I know that with that, like God's going to continue to bless me with more because once I learn how to effectively manage where I am, that's right around the time where he'll level me up. So I'm excited about, um, seeing growth in myself in those ways that's dope sis and i and i'm i'm gonna tell you that i have noticed Mm -hmm. as somebody who has known you and has seen you through many a freak out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i am I, i i am actively and like really visibly noticing um the change just in your response to stressful situations, mm-hmm. even in situations where you have every right to have a freak out moment, I'm noticing the change in your response in those situations. And I'm Thank proud of you. That. that makes me yeah. feel really good. Thank you. Definitely. Of course. So yes. Yay for yay for less anxiety. <laughs> yay for less anxiety. <laughs> I mean, anxiety um, comes and anxiety has a purpose, but like, I think right. learning how to manage it is key. And that's not to say that, I don't still get in my bag because I do, but I just feel like I'm getting better about getting out of it when I need to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to cope with life. Sometimes. Absolutely. We can't eliminate them. Absolutely. Well, it would be amazing if we could, but we can't. <laughs> so true indeed. Um, I'm actually really grateful for um, my, my I, so I've been taking some steps recently um, where I've tried to be way more diligent and uh, specific about expressing my gratitude. And I think I've spoken on this recently, Mm -hmm. but it's been something that I've actively worked on or that I'm, excuse me, it's been something that I'm actively working on because there are days where I can do better. I actually had to catch myself this morning. I woke up and turned my alarm off. And I went to go check my email and immediately I was like, oh, no, uh, uh-uh, nope, that's not what we're going to do. Put my phone down. Yeah. 
and then said my prayer mm-hmm. of thanks, you know, thank you for let, you know, thank you for that I get to wake up and that my loved ones get to wake up. And um, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense, like I'm grateful that I get to be grateful and I'm grateful that I've started being more intentional um, in exp- not only acknowledging and recognizing that gratitude, but making sure that I express it. Mm-hmm. If that, if that makes any sense at all. That makes all the sense. Um, so, and I have noticed, I do, I can say to you that I have noticed um, that um, a change in you around, around that as well. Oh. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's shaping, um, I think it's shaping like how you start your, like how you, I think you having that morning routine, I can see the difference in how you, um, how that's like set the tone for your day. And I think that that helps you to kind of remain cognizant of those things when things get stressful for you too. Yeah. Like I have my freak out moments too. And they usually include screaming at somebody or cussing them out. <laughs> you know, throwing old batteries at them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know that that does not necessarily lead to good things. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, you know, let me calm myself right on, calm my ass right on down and get a hold. And I still, people still piss me off, you know, and they're usually wrong. Right. But I, I, I know that they're going to keep pissing me off. So it's like, all right, am I going to get pissed off about every person that pisses, you know, that comes along? Or am I going to, tr- you know, pick my battles and really like punch the one nigga in the face who deserves it? Sure. So <laughs> perspective, right? I love it. What else you grateful for? I am grateful for strong support systems. Mm. Um, I think that after like I've I've managed feelings of isolation in different ways in my life in different phases of my life. Um, especially like losing Brian and feeling like, you know, there are a few people in the world that really get you on that level. So when you have a loss of that magnitude, it's easy to feel alone. Um, but, um, even with respect to that, um, I am grateful that I I really believe that that God has given me awesome awesome people uh, in my life who support me in such a comprehensive way, and not not one person that supports me in a comprehensive way, but like different people support me in different areas. And that has really been something that I can say that I, I have so much value in and gratitude for the fact that I have access to friends who believe in me and believe in, um, believe in me when I don't see it myself and who don't allow me to, um, uh, get caught up in my in my negative self-talk or um, my doubt or fear or worry, but who are insistent and um, almost gangster about me. I've never really 
I mean, I've struggled in the way of maintaining healthy friendships throughout my life. And I remember distinctly asking God to really connect me to the people who I'm supposed to be with. And I believe that he has heard that prayer. And I have so many people. I'm not going to start listing names because I I don't want to uh, leave anybody out. But if I were to maybe I'll do that in my journal. If I were to just write down every person who I know is is someone who has proven to me time and time again that they support me and have my back. Um, it would it would not be a short list. And I'm mm-hmm. I am grateful for that. People who show up for me, people who keep their word, people who um, advocate for me, people who have um, invested in me and not money or that those kinds of things, but money too, not just money, I should say, but people who have sold into me their wisdom, the things that they've learned, mistakes that they've made. Um, you know, I don't take that for granted um, at all. And I am I am grateful for the ways I feel like that's those are the ways that that I am loved. I feel like it really shows me like I I'm I am loved when, when I recognize the amount that people pour into me. And that's why I feel duty bound to be um that for somebody else in whatever way I can be. I'm gonna piggyback off of that. It's not my next one, but I do want, I do, I am super grateful for every single person in my life right now. Like, and I sat down and thought about that the other day. I've thought about my friends, like my, my best friends, my closest friends. And I am grateful. Every single one of them adds some kind of value to my life. Mm-hmm. Like every single person, every single person in my life adds value to my life right now. Um, and I'm very grateful for the support system that I have. Um, grateful for Tristan, obviously. I'm grateful for my in-laws. I'm grateful for my family. And I'm really grateful for my friends who show up for me and show up for my family, show up for my child, um, as if it's their own flesh and blood. You know what I'm saying? And care for me and keep me in their prayers and hit me up and tell me they're thinking about me or whatever. Like, I'm grateful for every single one of those people. And Everyone who's in my life right now is supposed to be in my life. And I'm grateful for everybody who supports me, people who don't know me, people who know me. Like there's so many of you all, you listeners right now who are out there and you guys support the hell out of us. Right. And we really like I'm grateful for that. We wouldn't have no show if you all didn't support. Absolutely. You didn't sit up here and listen to my crowing every week. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, With that, you don't have to do that, but you all do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so while you're sitting up here thanking us for giving you the show, we're thanking you guys for listening to it or we wouldn't have no show to give. And we learn just as much from the conversations that we have, the, you know, the comments. I really feel like the kitchen table is like an actual digital space where we come together and kind of hash out what it means to be really grown out here because you don't have like a lesson plan or a manual or like you don't know how to do a lot of these things that we have to to do and Mm -hmm. I love that we can come together and learn in this space and I feel like I have spent a lot of time in my life focused on the people that have left me um, where I am making a intentional pivot 
to focus on the people who have stayed and the people who continue to stay, who choose to stay, who choose to show up for me and to support me in all the many ways that they do. And that's like a practice that I'm really trying to will myself to keep up, you know, especially like dating, you know, it's easy to get caught up in all of the, um, all the trash nigga you got to swim through, right. To find, to find a good one. It's easy to get caught up in that. And I've, and I found myself being, um, negative and, and defeated. Um, maybe defeated is not the right word. I think I am tired of, um, you know, just kind of like the cycle as it has, as it has been in my life and my experience. And, I'm really trying to gain perspective from that and really learn like, okay, so that didn't work for these reasons, but now I know this and now I, Mm -hmm. and now I can move in these ways um, in order to be ready for whatever it is that's coming for me, whether that's a relationship or whether that's just a fantastic life as a single person. So um, either way, I'm going to be just fine. But, um, but um. I, I don't know. I just really feel pulled in that direction to just be grateful on purpose for um, all of the people who m- make up my village. Mm-hmm. Squat, squat, squat. <laughs> squat, squat. Uh, gang, gang. Gang, gang. I gang. am, lastly, I'm grateful for uh, perspective and fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there are there are different projects and different things that I've been working on. And sometimes, you know, things don't always turn out exactly uh, how you envisioned it. Um, not to say that you're not producing anything, but it doesn't it may not be exactly what you thought it was going to look like. And I'm grateful for um, for the pers- for, for trying to gain some perspective. And these are things that I've been working on. So I don't want to be coming like I'm some guru and I'm like, yes, I'm grateful that I have my third eye and that <laughs> I have the ability to be a fish. Like, oh no, goodness. it's like so <laughs> I'm working on my perspective. <laughs> oh, I'm working on my perspective and I'm working on being fluid and I'm working on not having moments where I, you know, am panicking because things are not going the way that I think that they should go. Because sometimes, you know, you have, so like specifically, I have something that I'm working on and I was, I had a whole different plan for it. Right. And that, and we ended up coming up with a new plan, um, which is not exactly what I thought it was going to look like, but it's still dope. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could sit here and keep kicking myself like you're a failure. You couldn't get this done. You couldn't get this done. But nah, like we just kind of have to take a different route. You know what I'm saying? Waze told us that there was traffic on 95. Mm-hmm. So we got to take the back roads. Right. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to get there. Right. It just means we have to get there a different way. Right. I and love it. so... I'm grateful for for being able to start to gain that perspective and being able to adapt and be fluid in different situations and that I need to so that I still reach the goal that I that I originally had. And even if it's not reached the way that I thought I would reach it, I'm still getting there. 
Yeah, man. We talk about before how adaptability is the currency of adulting. I feel like mm-hmm. your capacity to adapt to life as it comes is the makings of you being a real grown up out here. Because Curtis I think Mayfield. I feel like right. I feel like being a grown up is just being able to figure it out. Be flexible enough to figure it out because the bottom line is don't nobody know what they're doing for real. No. Um, and you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. So you just out here, it's just a constant uh crapshoot. Like you just doing the best you can every day. So listen, I was watching This Is Us, I think this is like maybe one or two seasons ago. And I remember um Kate, ooh, she gets on my nerves. <laughs> Kate was talking to her mother. <laughs> thank God they also this is a complete tangent inside mm-hmm. note, but thank God they stopped focusing on Mandy Moore singing because <laughs> I was like, y'all about to make me stop this. <laughs> Just didn't want to hear no more Mandy Moore songs. But um, it was one episode where, you know, Kate, I think she was pregnant or whatever. And she she was freaking out. She was having mad questions and whatnot. And she was stressing out to her mother. And she was like, you know, everything like and it's stressful. Like, you know, everything. Um, and I'm. I'm having a hard time feeling like I'm going to measure up to you because you know everything. And her mother was like, can I tell you a secret? She was like, I don't. I had to figure most of this out as I went. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that lady didn't prepare to have no triplets. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And then one of them passed away and she ends up with a black baby from the fire, from the firehouse. Like, who prepares for that? Who knows what to do with a situation like that? Let you know, let alone all different types of situations that we all face. That's just a TV show, but that's just to say that you, even your mother don't know everything. Most of the time, we are all Stevie Wonder to the bullshit, mm-hmm. and we are trying to stumble our way through. And 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 and, and, and you know, lots of times we come out with a beautiful composed song, but <laughs> sometimes it don't be right. Right. It just is what it is. It's your lessons. Which is what I'm like the the that's a great segue to my last um thing that I'm grateful for. And I can't believe okay. I'm gonna say this out of my mouth, but I am actually grateful for your vibrator. Oh girl. <laughs> I am really <laughs> What is what are you on today? Drugs. What are we go ahead? Keep oh, going. What were you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was grateful for the the challenges. Like, I feel like I am in, I had a, a conversation with my supervisor at work last week. Um, and she said that she was, um, she, she said that she was kind of like grooming me um, for the next level. And mm-hmm. while that is something that sounds really good, it feels terrible because because it is it just means that as hard as I'm working, she's about to turn the heat up, which I feel like is both, uh, you know, affirming and terrifying at the same time. But I feel like in this period of being stretched, the process of being I heard because, you know, my um you know my um uncle my uncle bishop td jakes in my head he um he i was listening to a talk that he was doing because he has a new book actually coming out i think this week called the crushing because his his book that came out before this book was called soar and he said you know soar is kind of like 
the promise, but crushing is about the process. And it's like, mm-hmm. you cannot soar without, you don't have the promise unless you go through the process. And people, mm-hmm. he was like, I had to go back because I, I published the book about soar and everybody wants the promise and we're going to receive the promise and we out here. But he was like, you know, that's all well and good. But you cannot talk about promise without talking about process. And crushing is a part of the process. Like when you go, we uh, a great bottle of wine was first some smashed up grapes, like grapes that have been through mm-hmm. wine. That is that is amazing. Is nothing but grapes that has been through some shit. Like legit, like legit. True. So I am glad and grateful. Even though I feel like I'm losing my mind most days, I feel like I am being, I'm in the process of the crushing and all of the things that are dying in the crushing process are the things that need to die. Like the, my negative outlook, myself, the negative self-talk, me holding on to all the hurt and pain and rejection of my life, me having, um, me, me being fearful or me not, me not having expectation for greatness in my life. Those are all the things that are dying throughout the process of, of me being stretched and crushed through the challenges that I'm facing. And I, I'm grateful that even in that, I am not alone because I have the support system around me and I have all the, all the things that I can point to in my life that say, even though I feel like I'm under undue pressure all of the time. I have not failed. I have not, I, they have not taken my stuff out of this apartment and put it on the street. They have not, right. they have mm. not picked me up off the floor. They have not, they have not come and repossess my little Honda. They have like, they have not, there are so many things that could happen that mm-hmm. did not happen, which lets me know that even through all of this, I am taken care of and I am not alone, but this crushing process is being overseen by, you know, the person who is going to bring me to the promise. So I am I am grateful for that. And I try to keep that perspective when I be at my desk wanting to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. I, that is just amazing. That is a wonderful way to, I love that. The crushing. The crushing. And I feel like I'm going to, I don't know when the book's going to come out, but I'm definitely going to read it. I don't know if that's, I don't know, but yeah, I'm going to, cause I just was so, I was so, I, when he said that it was like a talk that he was doing, it was on Instagram and I watched it and I was stuck. I was like, that just punched me in my throat. Huh? It's like, it's like I'm like, he got me wanting to turn this into a tattoo. You know like, what I'm saying? I'm like the crushing, finish off this sleep. you got to get the crush, <laughs> like the crushing. And I mean, and of course he didn't use the wine analogy. That was my bit oh, of ratchetry. Oh, well, that was genius. That, Cause I just knew he did. That, no, that was my, <laughs> well, I just feel like you, I've heard that before in church, but of course the preacher didn't say grapes that have been through some shit. That's my own ratchetry. But, um, I just, if you think oh. about it that way, like wine is amazing. We love wine, right? Yeah. So, but if we, yes, we before it is a wine that tastes good and rocks us to sleep at night, it is just some grapes that have been beat like beat the hell up. I mean, well, quiet as is kept when you originally said something about the crushing and then you talked about wine. I was like, yes, because we get a bottle of wine and we crush that oh, shit. And like we Lord, shut it down. But as you continue to go, mm-hmm. it got better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it got even better than what I thought it would be, what you meant. Whoa. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for listening. <laughs> 
Oh God, let's get out of here before we do we say something else inappropriate. But yes, guys, what are you grateful for? What at this point of the year are the things that you can look back and say, listen, life isn't perfect, but these things are helping me to be better. Um, these things are pushing me toward my purpose. These things are getting me ready for whatever's coming in my life down the line. It's good to ha- be able to zoom out, as Fran says, and, mm. and just kind of think about things from the perspective of, okay, so things are not perfect right now. But um, I do have this going on. And no matter what the circumstance, I feel like you can find one thing, even in the most dire and devastating situations, you can find one thing. um, The fact that you're breathing. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, let's be grateful this week, man. That's yeah, what's up. Let's, let's let's make an active. Let's try to make an active challenge of being grateful because I know it's real easy to get. It's easy to get swallowed up. Like totally you're talking to a real glass half empty person right now. Like <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> I feel like I am is. naturally a glass half empty person, and oh, I absolutely. have to work. You come home from work and people are like, "How was work today?" And it was like, "Yo, I dealt with that dumbest <laughs> nigga." <laughs> like no, like we got to make. And then the thing is, when you shift that thinking. Like, I know it sounds real, you know, real third eye, real incense, incense. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, when you shift that thinking and you get yourself into into an incense situation, you really do start to feel better. Do. So and as much as, you know, we're all talking about getting older and we be going over like all the face creams we get and the under eye gels and we get this and it's got the hydrolala acid and you know like all of those things. You know, we talk about doing all these things. I gotta do this for my skincare, make sure I don't get wrinkles, black, don't crack, drink my water. You gotta take care of yourself too. Cause you can't be doing all these things and you're not doing the things to take care of yourself. Just And so as we get yeah. older, we have to be real intentional mm-hmm. that as much as we're going to take care of our bags and our wrinkles and our smile lines, that we take care of what's going on internally as well. Gratitude is the anti-aging serum of your insides. <laughs> is vitamin C, vitamin G. Vitamin G, baby. <laughs> That's what we're going to name the episode. That's it. Make sure you take your vitamin G, though. But vitamin G. Take your and vitamin that, G. We'll move on. Because nobody will listen. Otherwise, your inside's gonna be musty and ungrateful. Ungrateful and dry. That's right. Crumble. I love it. Vitamin G. Dating is hard. Child, we can just end the air right there because that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> LeVu makes it easy. LeVu is the best dating app there is. In fact, it just won the User's Choice Award for Best Dating App from Google Play. Not too many people love dating apps, Takia included, but people love LeVu. And it's no secret why, because it actually works. No endless browsing through people who aren't serious. If you just want to hook up, LeVu isn't for you. LeVu is for relationships. It's for something a little more serious, but also seriously fun. LeVu makes it easy to break the ice and meet that special someone. So if you're tired of mindless swiping, then go get LeVu. That's L-O-V-O-O, LeVu. Download it now on iPhone or Android, and you get one week free of LeVu premium membership by using voucher code get love 
now. Get the dating app of the year with one week free with the code get love now. That's get love now for one week free of Lavu Premium. Get the Lavu app right now on iPhone or Android and meet that special someone today, child. Honestly, truly. All right, y'all. We got an honesty box. And I think I want to name her Chef. Chef? We're just going to call her Chef. Yep. Okay. Chef. My chocolate salty balls. Oh. Okay. Hey, Kia. Hey, Jade. Hey. First of all, I just want to say that I love listening to you ladies. I feel better after every episode knowing that I'm not the only woman in the world who's still trying to figure out this adulting situation. Nope. No, we are we are three of billions. My name is Chef, and I've been in a relationship for a year and a half with probably the best man I have ever dated. Mm-hmm. Well, we got into a heated debate about time. He just started a new shift with his job. He works late afternoons and I work early mornings. We both have Saturday and Sunday off. We both have two kids apiece. I have my kids full time and he only sees his kids during the weekends and maybe a couple of days out of the week. Okay. When we both work the same shift, we would spend the weekends with all of our kids and then take a day to spend with each other. Since he started the new shift, he's been going back to his hometown on the weekends to spend time with his family there and his kids. He's been going every Saturday now. There's been weekends when we were both kid free. And instead of spending that weekend with me, he went to his hometown and spent the whole weekend there. In the beginning, I didn't trip. Before the shift change, he and I were together almost every weekend with the kids. We might get a weekend just to ourselves, but it was cool. Now, every weekend, he tells me he's going to see his people and he'll be back the next day, which means I only get him to myself on Sunday evening. So during the work week, I see him for maybe one hour in the morning before I go to work and one hour in the evening before he goes to work. And during the weekends, I see him for maybe a few hours on Saturday before he packs up and leaves until Sunday afternoon. Once he comes back on Sunday, we both have kids to get ready for the week. And by the time we're settled in, I have to get ready for bed the next day. He's off on Mondays. When I asked him if I, he can go back, if he cannot go back home for a weekend, he told me no. He said that I got him every weekend for the last year and now it's time for him to give his time to his family. It kind of hurt my feelings because he said it as if he's tired of me. I told him that I'm not asking for all of his time, but since we don't see each other as much anymore, that it's important that we get some time to ourselves. He disagrees and says that I need to stop being so dependent on spending time with him and start hanging out with my girlfriends. Wow. The problem with my girlfriends is that once one of us starts dating someone exclusively, they stop sending invites to hang out. They basically kicked me out of the loop and we had a big fallout about it. So when it comes to my friends, I can't say I can depend on them to have a good time, which sucks because as women, we need our friends, but they just haven't been there. Because of this, he's been the only one I've been hanging out with. He said I'm selfish for getting upset and that I got enough of his time in the past. But what about now? Mm. When I try to have a civil conversation about this, he shuts it down and I end up crying about it, which doesn't help the situation. Since our time is not the same anymore, am I right for asking for at least one or two weekends with him to myself or am I being selfish? Should he be using the time we spent in the past as leverage for why he doesn't need to see me as much now? I think... Because we spend less time together, he'd want to see me more. But I think he likes the idea of seeing me less. And that hurts. Am I too sensitive or is it time for me to find a new nigga? Mm. This is very complicated. But I will say that I am not comfortable with. um, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with this. I think um, 
if it were me, I would never, ever want to feel like I have to beg you to spend time with me. If you do not want to spend time, like, I feel like the person that's going to be with me is going to have to want to be with me. Like, I hate to be cliche, but I just feel like you should be in a relationship. Your, your relationship should be um, a friendship first. Like, mm-hmm. that's got to be your nigga. Like, it's got to be your nigga. The fact that, you know, y'all get to roll around and bump uglies is a bonus, but that should be your nigga. <laughs> and I, I mean, if you, if you finding reasons not to spend time with me and I am not comfortable with this whole, you should be grateful and you got to spend this much time. Like, all right, then like perhaps if this, if that's how you feel, maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship right now and you should throw your whole self into spending time with your people. And that's dope. And whenever you, you, um, you know, I may or may not be around when you get ready. I mean, that's really kind of the consequence. And that's just kind of the long and the short of it. The thing is now, if we're going to, because I know there's, you know, three sides to every story. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you did offer a little bit of perspective. If I'm going to be totally honest, you offered a little, like, I. first of all, I agree with Kia. You should not beg anybody to spend time with you, first of all, like you should want to spend time with me. Like I want to spend time with you, nigga. Like that's why we together. Nobody's saying we got to be up under each other's butts. You know what I'm saying? Sniffing each other all day. But like, I should feel like you want to hang out with me. Right. And vice versa. Right. But you did offer a little bit of perspective when you, when you mentioned the situation with your girlfriends. Um, And maybe because you, because you're not hanging out with other people, at all. Now, some of the things he said are very problematic and I don't like hope, but because you're not hanging out with other people and you don't have, you know, balance, balance there, um, that could be leading to this being more of a situation where you're feeling, you know, it's, it's causing you to feel even more sensitive. Um, and that's understandable. Now, that's a like that's another conversation you and your homegirls in that relationship because y'all are grown. I anyway, <laughs> that's not why you wrote it. You didn't write in about that, so I'm not gonna speak on it. <laughs> but um, you know, that's just good to like kind of you know kind of look at it from all sides and see like okay, it's part of this part because I'm not really hanging out with other people, but then also evaluate some of the things that he's saying to you. And recognize where some of them are like kind of fucked up. <laughs> like I spent all this time with you before. So now maybe you all did end up spending a whole lot of time with each other. And maybe he's gotten to a point of comfort too, where he's like, yo, we together, like we in this. So, you know, I'm just taking a little time right now to go spend with my people. That don't mean that I don't love you or like, I don't want to hang out with you too. But that's not the impression that I'm getting from the way that she's well, talking about it. Cause she's saying like, every time she broaches a conversation about it, he tells her that she's doing too much and she ends up crying. So I don't, yeah, that's not good. I don't get that. Sounds emotionally abusive. Right. Um, and I, and I'm not saying that. Or insensitive. <clears throat> and th- right. It doesn't mean that, um, this is not a situation where chef should look at her her behavior 
and her motivations and really kind of do some reflection and thinking about like, okay, so what is really at the source of this? I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that I'm not comfortable with the fact that, um, I feel like if I'm in a relationship and I tell my nigga that I don't feel like we spend enough time together and his response is anything other than like, what can we do to fix it? (laughs) Yeah. I don't want you to feel that way. Right. Like, oh my goodness. I had no idea that you felt that way. Like if that was not my intention, what can we do? Or let talk to me about why if, if his, if his response is anything other than those things, I got a problem. Especially if his response is like, oh, well, that's personal figure it out because i feel like because the thing about it is niggas say shit like that but they do not they would they don't take that well right back because if the the shoe was on the other foot and she was the one that was missing all the time i don't know how i don't know if he would if he would be if if he, he would be writing letters like what should i do versus just doing right right I'm I'm just saying, but no, I I just try to be fair. You know what I'm fair. saying? Fair, and I'm not. I'm not. This is not me. I'm not caping. <laughs> of course, and I'm not saying but that I disagree. You with also you. have a strong point because, again, I that just offered me a little perspective because of what you offered in there, but also his like his verbiage and his insensitivity. It just it just doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like encouraging yeah it doesn't sound like a partner it doesn't sound like somebody who you know your partner should not want to see you cry and it yeah it doesn't sound like let's figure this out let's make this work it's like well this is what I want to do so you got to learn to live with it and I'm just not comfortable with that kind of response because like you said it doesn't it doesn't um suggest any level of compromise and if I'm if I'm telling you if I'm in partnership with somebody and they tell me that something that I'm doing is making them sad or causing them hurt mm-hmm. or pain and my my response is get over it that means that I'm not yeah. in partnership with that person that means I'm in no. partnership with myself and my interests are what's ruling the day if we are coming yeah. together in relationship and you're supposed to be my nigga Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that something that you're doing is hurting my feelings or making me feel away. Um, I just want you to, at the very least, be like, "Well, let's figure it out." Because I don't want to. Because I don't want you to out here feeling away. I want you to be so safe and secure in the fact that you, I'm in this. So what can I do? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's just not me speaking from, you know, the perspective of someone who has a whole lot of relationship experience. That is somebody that is me speaking from the perspective of somebody who treats people the way that she wants to be treated. That's really all relationships are their friendships, their intimacy, and they're treating people the way that you want to be treated. If we honestly would talk to and treat our partners the way that we want to be talked to and treated, Things could be so smooth because you are. But the problem is that as imperfect human beings, you've got miscommunications that come up. You've got misread intentions. Sometimes people think that you mean one thing and you're thinking a total different way. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking you're thinking some like if we would just kind of take ourselves out of that and not be selfish and think about how we would want to be talked to and how we want to be treated and how we want to be understood. If both parties would do that, 
it'd be, it'd be a beautiful thing. <laughs> it'd be a beautiful thing. But unfortunately, we live in reality and that's not the case. And if I'm going to offer anything, because she asked what, you know, does she need to find a new nigga that she needs to. If, the, if I could offer anything that's going to be of any use, it would be in this in, in a situation like this where you're crying all the time and you're feeling like this. It might be time to try to find some outside help, some counseling and maybe some couples counseling, a neutral um, unbiased party can help you guys figure out at the foundation what is wrong um, and offer some perspective to him on how he can be a little bit more sensitive to your, you know, to what you need. And then maybe offer some perspective to you on something that you might be able to, you know, offer to the relationship or what have you. But that neutral, unbiased party a lot of times uh, can really help help couples figure out how to communicate. Because a lot of times, a lot of a lot of the frustrations that we face in relationships do come from completely misunderstanding the other person and not being able to come outside of yourself to understand that other person. Um, and so if you think it's worth it, then maybe that's something you want to explore. Um, and if you offer it to him and he doesn't want to explore that, well, then that's when you might need to start making some other decisions. Yeah. But more than you need in a new nigga, I think right now what you really need is some information. Uh, yeah. I would just like Jay said, I would encourage you to have a conversation um, and really lay out what your I feel like you might have already but just for the good of the order to say can, can, so can nobody say that you didn't do your best I would have a conversation and just really be honest about this is what it is and this is how it makes me feel and ask him if he's willing to work toward a resolution where everybody can live with and then you know based on his response I think that will um, help you to determine what your next course of action will be. Yeah. But I feel like just between you and me, if it were me, I would be looking for a new nigga. Yep. Same. Because, <laughs> oh, well, I would look into the council. Well, not look looking first. for a new nigga, but I'm just saying, but, like, I would, because the the way that you've described the situation um, does not describe a a relationship that I think is, you know, falls within the standard that I've set for myself. Um, Because I just, and I don't know, I feel like I deserve to be in a relationship with someone who is, um, who can't get enough of me and I can't get enough of them. (laughs) It should never be a question of like, where you at, what you doing, like, like, and I'm in healthy ways, right? I don't feel like we're not, we're not talking about codependence, but we are talking about a level of companionship where it's like, I need you to miss me when I'm gone. If, if that's sweet, um, sometimes you know, <laughs> he was like, "Not really." I mean, that's real no. sweet. That's like that's real sweet. Like, and there are times like you know where we leave each other and we become back. We be like, "What's up, babe? Like, it's nice to see you." You know what I'm saying? And then there are sometimes where it's like, "Yo, get the fuck." Out of my face But I mean I, That's what I said In healthy doses <laughs> I'm not saying that You got to be up right. Underneath my arm All the time But this is not What she's What Chef is describing No no Chef no, no, is no, saying no, no, no. I see this nigga Once unhealthy. a week <laughs> No this is unhealthy And we supposed like, to be In a relationship I see him once a week And it doesn't seem like Anybody is making Any moves to see me More than that And if And when I speak to him About it He's Yeah like, 
So deal with it. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I don't code. I'm not looking for codependency. No, you're looking for some desire. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I want some like when I'm saying a level of companionship where it's like, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Where you been? No, that's real. From both, from both Absolutely. sides. Absolutely. Like, it's nice when I get it. It's nice when I get a text. Like, even sometimes where I get caught up in my day, every once in a while, I'll get a text from Tristan. And he'll be like, yo, I heard from you all day. Exactly. Like, what's good? Like, you good? hello. Good morning. And it's like, you know, those feel good because it's like, damn, nigga, you miss you me. Think, this think your, you think about me. You miss me Right. It. Yeah. You better miss me, nigga. <laughs> so, nah, but, um, yeah, you know what? Like, just make sure you're being treated how you want to be treated, Chef. Like, make sure you're you're being talked to and you're being treated emotionally the way that you want to be treated, um, and how you know, and the way that you're 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 showing it to the other person. And if he's not giving that to you, you know, and counseling is not an option, he's got to have the desire to want to do that too. And if he doesn't have the desire to want to want to do that, then at that point, like, really start reevaluating because there's no reason for you to be in a situation or in a relationship with somebody. Just off of the strength of the companionship. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they're not even bringing the actual companionship to the table. Right. We just want you to get what you deserve. That's all. True. Keep us updated. Do that, girl. Keep us updated. Um, you can continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Uh, which is always in the description box at the very bottom of the description box, along with our social handles. And we got some petty peeves to get into so we can wrap this thing right on up. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. All right. I'm ready to put my petty on parade. Do it. So uh, my petty peeve this week is for the cops. Oh, Lord. You know, you all do a whole lot on the road. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if any cops listen to the show. If there's any police that listen to the show, let us know. What the hell is that? Is that a mosquito? No way. Um, But my petty peeve is for the cops because you all really be doing a whole lot on the streets. Turning them lights on when you know you ain't got no emergency. You know what I'm saying? Running red lights. You guys be zoom zooming in and out of traffic, real, you know, crisscross applesauce, just all swerving in and out of, of of people's cars, causing all kinds of havoc. You know what I'm saying? Or you do like real asshole shit where you drive like 15 miles an hour knowing that niggas really don't want to pass you up. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> and so my petty peeve this week, which is not so petty, it's like. You already know the power that you hold with the uniform that you have on. Can you not be a dickhead about it? Like, can you, you already know how people are going to react to you just being around you, just driving around you, just like natural anxiety, you know, just as a people based off of who you all are as a people in in the historic, um, conflict (laughs) that we have amongst one another. So if you know that you hold a certain status and a certain level of uh, fear that comes along with this uniform, you know what I'm saying? Because niggas don't really rock with y'all like that. Then why would you do extra shit to like, to really just be, just be assholes? 
it irritates me. Like it really, really irritates me. I remember one time it was a cop who was driving stupid. I mean, like was swerving in and out of lanes, acting like he was getting ready to make turns and didn't no turn signals, like just all kinds of, so I finally honked my horn at him. So I'm like, I got my kid in the car and you're driving like an asshole. And he pulled me over Mm -hmm. and he pulled me over and he was like, you honked your horn at me. And I said, I did because I have my kid back here and you're driving like a dickhead. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, there's no, and he was black. And that's another thing. That's another petty peeve of mine. Because I have a very specific negative history with black police officers. They have been getting on my nerves as long as I even knew that a police officer could get on my goddamn nerves. Officer Peppers in New Jersey, I still got beef with you. But he pulled me over and he's like, you honked your horn at me? I said, I did. I got my kid back here. You driving like a dickhead. Like, what do you want me to do? I was like, I'm supposed to just ride behind you while you try to figure out which direction you want to go. And at that point, all he could do was let me go. I didn't do nothing wrong. I honked my horn at you. Would you going to take me to court? Because I'm snitching. I'm telling him. <laughs> he, this nigga took me to court because I honked my horn at him and he has a little dick. Oh, but my anyway. God. I, <laughs> oh my God. So my petty peeve this week is for police officers who use their power um, I guess in place of their little dicks or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't like y'all like that. And you need to do better. And black cops, brown cops, like cops who are like, rem- like you need, you all really need to do better. You need to do better. Cause you got a history. You got a history and we do too. So you need to remember which side people are on right now and how, how you were raised and how you grew up and stop being a fucking terrorist. <laughs> anyway, what's your petty beef? Oh my <laughs> I don't feel bad about nothing I said. That that is evident. That is not at all. Sure don't. I got so much more to say, but we have to wrap this thing up. (laughs) Um, My petty peeve is for uh, people who ask for... I think there's a difference in asking for feedback or my opinion or input on something than ask me... then. Asking me to agree with you. I think a lot of times people conflate mm-hmm. those things. Like they ask mm-hmm. you for your input when they really want you to just agree with them. Mm. And I would just really appreciate it if you want the latter, just say you want the latter. Cause then I'm in a position yeah. to make a choice as to whether or not I am going to, like, I can just tell you flat out, yes or no, I agree with it. Um, and then you can move forward with the information however you see fit. But what I don't like is when people ask you for your input, you give it to them. It's not what they expected. And now they got an attitude with you. So if you didn't want me to weigh in on this, um, then you shouldn't ask me to weigh in. But you don't get to have a you don't get to ask me about how I feel about something and then get mad at me for doing it. <laughs> like get mad at me for telling you how I feel about something. Um, I just feel like that. I just. I don't know how petty that's petty or not, but I just wish that if you want me to agree with you, you showing me something like Takiya, just tell me that this is great. I can be like, okay, I think it's great. Or okay. I think it's don't, I, I, uh, I don't think it's great. Um, versus, you know, Takiya, take a look at this and, um, let me know what you think. Then you're saying like, then I'm feeling like you looking for feedback. 
Because if mm-hmm. I don't, if I don't think it's great, I'm gonna tell you why. And if you disagree with that, that's your choice. But you gotta prove to me why your way is better than my way in order to get me to where you want us to be. So I just don't be, just be lazy. Don't be lazy in your feedback requests is I guess the bottom line here. If you want feedback from me, expect that me to give you my honest feedback um, and be prepared to this receive like a it. a reverse petty peeve. Is it? It's, not- it's a reverse petty peeve because it's not petty on your part at all. It's actually petty on their part to mask, um, construct like the request of constructive criticism uh, behind like just tell me my shit is just great yeah like you just <laughs> will just just tell me that this is amazing please thank you like like if you come up to me and be like this look good this look good don't it I'm gonna be like yeah right you know what I'm saying like because clearly you want me to like hoorah rah for your ugly ass outfit right but <laughs> but if you ask me how this look then you open the door for me to say I think it looks terrible <laughs> like who bitch you are looking rough <laughs> that is not your color <laughs> So just know what you want before you ask me anything. Because if you ask me for my feedback, I'm going to give it to you. And if you don't like it, that's your business, not mine. God bless you. (laughs) I'm Gucci over here. True I really don't care if you have one of them ugly ass stockings. Right. Um, And with that being said, (laughs) with that being said, remember that you need to moisturize yourself yes indeed. your insides your outsides mm-hmm. your eyelids <laughs> your brain your heart <laughs> drink your water and mind your business why sis because your black will crack if it's dry and take your vitamin g vitamin g that's it bye y'all not to be conflated with vitamin d <laughs> i knew it was coming <laughs> 